When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. <clears throat> this is Lewis Harper, Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store, Forged Irish Stout, ready to fight. Delighted today to be joined with Dan Raphael. I would say delighted, but I'm really not delighted to be talking about the news that we are talking about. Tyson Fury out of his clash with Alexander Rusik due to a cut sustained. Um, your initial reaction to the news, I suppose, a, a gutting one. Well, first off, Lewis, I'm not delighted to be speaking to you about this topic either. <laughs> so on that, on that, on that uh, situation, look, it's a huge disappointment. I mean, I think the whole boxing world has waited very patiently for a long time to see an undisputed heavyweight champion, and we got over the hurdles of there being problems of it not getting made in April of last year. Them finally taking care of their business. You know, obviously they both had their interim fights. Uh, Usyk, you know, took care of his business with Dubois. There was some controversy with the the phantom low blow. Then we had Fury go through his scenario with uh, uh, Francis Naganu and almost lose and get knocked down and come out of that fight uh, with his reputation a little bit beat up because he looked so bad. And a lot of people thought that he didn't win. In the end, though, that fight had been signed. It's announced. And uh, everybody's ready for the fight. It's in two weeks. I mean, this was probably the last week of Fury sparring. I mean, most guys, when they get ready for major fights, don't spar the week of the fight. So you got to figure this was the like the last you know, I don't know if I won't say it's the last rounds or the last session, but close to it anyway. And it happens. I mean, it's unfortunate. I saw the photograph that the uh, Tyson Fury team put out. So, you know, I, I guess that's evidence. I don't I don't doubt it happened. I mean, I think that Fury was taking this fight very seriously just based on the fact there'd been a complete um, shutdown of uh, of all the social media. Hasn't done a lot of interviews. Frankly, it's been a yeah. Not a big promotion because the guys have been doing their thing. They haven't been doing a lot of interviews. There's been no photos from the from the camp. So on the one hand, it's disappointing for the folks in our business. But from their point of view, they clearly were locked down on this fight. And yeah, you just got to feel terrible for everybody involved. So. The Fury people, <laughs> the so. Usyk people, everybody. Well, I suppose these this announcement does also come with, um, and I'm not so sure, sure how much you sort of follow the rumors that have been coming out in the UK. Um especially this week, Johnny Nelson um, working with Sky, talking on TalkSport was saying about, you know, Fury getting handled in camp. Um, 
and you know all sorts of rumors about us. Obviously, the the one was that Opatia dropped him and things like that. And with these rumors coming out, and people gonna then, what do you sort of make of the conspiracies that people are now gonna make from that? If you want conspiracy, I'm not your guy. I don't believe the rumors about the Opatia situation at all. Uh, he left the camp because he was getting ready for his own fight on uh, on the card. Uh, you know, I don't I don't put a lot of stock in that. You know, could could Fury been having a hard camp? And, and, and getting knocked around a little bit. Yeah, that's possible. But both things can be true. He could have been having a rough camp and he could also have suffered a legitimate cut. Uh, so, you know, I don't I, I've been I've been doing this for too long. I've had too many training camp stories and too many rumors and, and all that. You know what? What happens in the camp happens in the camp. And if you go into the ring, it doesn't matter. And, and I, I have no reason to believe that the cut is not real based on everybody I've spoken to and seen the photograph. So. I don't, I don't, it's fun to, to talk about and to, you know, get, get up in arms about, but I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in the, in the bullshit rumors from the training camp. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one to usually think that the most direct way to uh, get to one spot from another is a direct line. And this, the best uh, thing I can see is that the heavyweight champ of the world suffered a cut in his training camp two weeks before the fight and it forced the fight to be postponed. And by the way, for those who are not familiar with history, you know, this doesn't rank as even the biggest heavyweight undisputed championship fight uh, where a cut forced the fight to be postponed because the first thing I thought of when I heard about this situation was what happened uh, way back in the day when I was a little boy in the early 1970s when Muhammad Ali was supposed to fight George Foreman, then the undisputed heavyweight champ, and George Foreman suffered a cut and the rumble in the jungle in Zaire got postponed for six weeks because of it. So this is not uh, you know, the first rodeo for those who have followed boxing history to see this type of injury uh, push back, you know, a huge, huge fight. Hopefully, it can be rescheduled. Seeing the picture of the cut, uh, I looked at that and I thought, boy, that's that's a bad cut. That's not just a little nick. That's not like I need a stitch and I'm going to be sidelined for you know a couple of weeks. <clears throat> that seemed to me, again, I'm no plastic surgeon, not a doctor, but that looked like a gaping wound in a bad spot, uh, and that would be, I would think, at least a couple of months at the least. That could be a three month, ninety day kind of cut. It seems to me. Not to mention. Once you're able to heal from the cut and go back to train, you know, you're, you're not going to just be suddenly cleared and then get in the ring the next week and do it. They're going to have to resume your training in some capacity, maybe not at the same full blast level he's probably been going at, but there's going to have to be a, you know, a recalibration. There's going to have to be some sparring, some preparation. So, you know, I, I don't know when this fight's going to happen. Hopefully it'll, it'll be rescheduled in short order. You know, maybe the early summer, I guess, uh, I suppose is possible. Uh, it's boxing, you know, we don't get nice things. <clears throat> I suppose now what, what does happen to, especially on the Alexander Usyk side, we did see Alex Krasuk post an Instagram story and it's Usyk sparring right now. Um, there are talks of potentially Philip Hergovic um, coming in on short notice to, re to replace him, obviously being the IBF mandatory as well. Um, what do you really understand and what do you think could happen now? Uh, my understanding is absolutely 100%. There is conversation internally about the prospect of that being the case. I know for a fact uh, that they are discussing that they have reached out, uh, you know, to team Hergovich to at least see what his availability is. I don't know what the result of that conversation or conversations or however that went down was, but certainly look, it sucks that the heavyweight championship fights postponed, but obviously if you can keep the date alive uh, and still put on, by the way, a worthy fight. Now, granted Usyk versus Hergovich is not the same as Usyk against Fury. Fair enough, but it is the mandatory. It's going to have to be dealt with from by somebody. Hergovich has an agreement already in place with the Saudis. 
He fought on the December 23rd day of Reckoning card. He stopped his opponent, Mark DeMora, in the first round. He came out of that fight with no particular injuries. He had gone through a full camp. Uh, it hasn't been that long since that fight. Now, it's not like I don't know what his daily habits have been if he went back to train right away or, you know, he went and laid on a beach for a week or two or three. Who knows? But, you know, it, again, they have to assess the situation. Number one, find out is he in physical condition to be ready to have uh, this type of caliber fight in in, in two weeks' time. Uh, you know, training for an Alexander Usyk compared to any normal heavyweight is a whole different story because yeah. of his his style and his southpaw stance and his technical ability, you know, preparing for an Usyk, I think is a lot more difficult. It would seem than preparing for other excellent heavyweights, but guys who are basic, the same kinds of guys that you've been facing before. In other words, you can talk, let's take uh, uh, Anthony Joshua. He's obviously a top heavyweight, but it would seem to me that to prepare for him on shorter notice would not be as uh, challenging as preparing for the style of an Alexander yeah. Usyk on the short notice. It's not a knock on, Joshua, you know, where you're getting ready for a guy that's a normal, you know, jab one, two, great, you know, he's really good at it. Usyk's a whole different ballgame. So there's the, what's the, what's the desire on behalf of Hergovich, even if he is, feels like he can be ready and in shape to go. Uh, there's that. They have to obviously strike a deal, make sure that everybody is taken care of. Um, hopefully it will happen because at the very least, that's still a good heavyweight fight, number one. Yeah. And number two, you keep the undercard going, which has been a good yeah. undercard. There's plenty of other guys that are, getting ready for the fight and it's just always terrible when you have a big event and an injury to one fighter uh prevents the entire event from taking place which impacts the livelihoods uh, of everybody involved not to mention i'm sure there's people that have made arrangements to make the trip oh, the travel etc you know it's just never a good uh, never a good thing but look I mean, you, you've been around long enough to know that these things happen fights get postponed yeah. or canceled on a regular basis so this is not the first one it just happens to be you know such a big one that it's uh it, it kind of hurts a little more than your normal postponement. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, well, Dan, I just want to say thank you for quickly joining me on this uh, quick Zoom interview to get a reaction that uh, I've done it in a previous interview. It's not really one that we wanted to be doing. Um, <laughs> but just quickly, I suppose, obviously, uh, I did recently listen to your podcast, uh, your interview with Ben Shalom. Um, and obviously, you've got your newsletter as well. So if you wanted to give that a plug, um, you're more than willing to do so. Yeah, appreciate that. So yeah, it's the Fight Freaks Unite newsletter. On Substack, you go to Dan Rayfield uh, at you know at Substack.com, and you punch in your email address, you can get my newsletter. And like you mentioned, we do the podcast. Me and my partner TJ Reeves twice a week. I did have uh, a, because the interview went longer than I had anticipated, and and Ben Shalom, uh, you know, was so interested in talking about the different elements of boxer that uh, we did like over thirty minutes. So we just made that a separate episode that you referenced. So we have a great time. So we do it twice a week with the occasional special episode, and that is available on anybody's. Uh, any of your normal podcast platforms, it doesn't cost anything. Just hit it up and uh, you know, subscribe and you'll get the alerts. So uh, we have a blast doing it, and, and I'm glad that people uh, enjoy it. Absolutely. All links will be in the description. Dan, thank you for speaking to me. Appreciate it. And yeah, hopefully we uh, aren't always doing too many interviews at this style, mate. Thank you. Well, I'll, <laughs> Lewis, I look forward to talking to you when we get to talk about when they reschedule the big fight. Absolutely. Definitely, mate. Top man, mate. Thank yeah. you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah. Sports Social Podcast Network.